This is Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, and today is another episode of Scientific Healing. And today what I am going to talk about is a continuation of what I started yesterday. Yesterday, I just want to remind you is that I talked about the immune system and we've been bombarded with products and ideas and, uh, you know, sale things that you need to buy to make you sure that you're healthy and you won't get the coronavirus. And there's a lot of people that are scaring us. So I'm here to um, to kind of dispel some of that because you're, you, there's not any one thing in your immune system. Yesterday I talked about how your whole body is involved. The immune system is defending you at all levels. Your skin, if your skin breaks open, for example, there are white blood cells that go to guard against any pathogens that are entering your body. Uh, it's the same thing when you breathe in uh, your mucous membranes, anything that's wet. Anytime you eat something, you're taking things in with lots of bacteria, etc., etc., in it, uh, touching and then touching your face around your uh, orifices. That's why it's good to wear a mask, is so you don't infect yourself with your hands, for example. But um, uh, so. What happens when your immune system is activated is that your body goes into high alert. So what happens in high alert? It means that your adrenal glands start pumping out adrenaline. Um, when, when your adrenal glands are pumping out adrenaline, then your body is in teardown mode. It's being stressed out. That is not possible for it to heal at this point. So the, the first thing that I mentioned yesterday is to detox because toxins in your body put your body in high alert. And so today, yesterday, we talked about ways to flush the toxins out, is to take in at least two quarts of water. If you're bigger or more active, it could be three quarts or four quarts. Two quarts of water is eight glasses and making sure you get that every day. It has the side benefits of smoothing your and plumping your skin up so you look more youthful. Imagine that what you're doing on the outside is also happening on the inside. So the inside, your organs and everything are uh, functioning better because the cells are plumped up, the enzymes are being activated and everything. It helps your brain function better, it increases your cognitive abilities and your memory, but it also, your brain is your central operating system. If your brain is working properly, then um, your your ability to heal is improved. Your ability to um, you know reduce pain levels, for example, is improved. Um, that I mentioned yesterday that the brain is the first place I look. So in all of the thousands of people I've done uh, healing work with, the brain is the first place I get, um, I get into a higher state of energy and improving. That includes improving mood, improving water, and helping the body detox and get them out of this high stress state or on high alert. So the, in today's world, your immune system and your toxic system is really compromised and it's compromised in a lot of ways. Your environment, what you put on your skin, what you put in your body, what you breathe in, 
all of that stuff is affecting you. So today I'm going to talk about three things that you can avoid. None of them are really necessary for survival, but they happen to be a really big problem in today's society. And they, by mentioning these, I'm saying that these are not easy to let go of. In fact, some of these are the most difficult to let go of. And I can appreciate that because I've been in addictive groups. I was in a group called Al-Anon, and then I got to go to Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, and I got to experience the struggle that a lot of these people have. And I can really, really appreciate it. And, but a lot of us are recreational. Like some of my clients are recreational marijuana users. A lot of them are smokers. My brother-in-law is a smoker. And, um, and there are a lot of people that are, you know, addicted to sugar. So these are the three things I'm going to talk about it. So the one of the best ways to help your body detox is to remove the toxic load on it. And these three things that I just mentioned, um, smoking, alcohol, and sugar, uh, increase the toxic load dramatically because uh, a lot of times people will smoke two to three packs a day. I know that my husband is an ex-smoker. He smoked from the time he was 13 until he was about 30. And... Um, and it affected him. He had quadruple bypass surgery last year, and he's a couple months younger than I am, and uh, it almost killed him. He actually coded for 10 minutes, and we almost lost him. And fortunately, his being smoke-free and losing a lot of weight has really improved his health, but he still had all that clogging happening. So the smoking is the number one thing I'm going to talk about cutting down and why. So anytime you breathe ash into your lungs, so it could be that, you know, you like to have a fire in your home and you're breathing in a lot of the soot and the ash. That's also dangerous. So anytime you're breathing in that stuff, smoking cigarettes, smoking marijuana, you know, having fires in your home and not having proper ventilation. Anything where you're breathing in a lot of ash, smog in Los Angeles is another problem. Anytime you're breathing in particulates, you are coating your lungs and compromising the ability for your lungs to take in oxygen. Of course, the number one thing that the current pandemic is causing is, is causing a difficulty of breathing. And the insidious thing about that is a lot of people don't even realize it's happening until it's almost too late. Some people are admitted to the hospital with 70 to 75% oxygen levels in their blood. And they said, what, I didn't even realize it, but their fingers were turning blue and their toes were turning blue and their lips were turning blue. They just weren't getting enough air. So having a compromised lung by having this ash come in is, is a real problem. And I include um, marijuana. I know that marijuana is now legalized and a lot of people are using it to relax. Um, my, I actually use it because uh, I don't smoke it. I have a, a CBD cream that I have put on a muscle cramp that hasn't let go for three months and it's finally loosening up. So I understand 
the medicinal properties of marijuana. It's just, if you can avoid smoking it, it's better. And you can uh, look into seeing how smoking, like smoking cigarettes, affects the whole body. If you look at a smoker, they usually look a lot older than their age. Their skin is crepey. It's usually a little bit on the gray side because their skin is not getting nourished. So the skin is being compromised. And you can imagine if a surgeon were to open them up, their liver and their kidneys and their stomach and everything else would look about the same. So imagine everything going on in outside is happening inside. So there, the cells in the body are basically losing their integrity. And that's something you don't want to happen. So that's the, the reason, some of the reasons that I wanted to talk about cutting down on smoking. It may not be possible to cut it out. Um, I have um, dealt with somebody, he was a good friend. He was an awesome, very intelligent uh, young man. And he was, uh, he had fibromyalgia and was addicted to painkillers and addicted to alcohol and addicted to smoking. And so every way he could to suppress the symptoms of the fibromyalgia he did. And then one day he got up and he says, you know, I'm wasting my life. I want to write because he was a, a phenomenal writer. I loved his writing. It was all in German, but I still loved his writing. He created beautiful imagery. And so he was able to get off the alcohol, off the drugs, off the sugar, but he could not get rid of the smoking. He tried, he was smoke free for a year and then he got upset one day and he lit up again. So this is, I know how insidious and difficult it is, and there are products to help you get off of it. I know that my brother-in-law has tried to give it up. He had his first heart attack in his 40s, and uh, it's really difficult to give up. So I appreciate the efforts, but uh, survival, if you are smoking recreationally and can cut down, that's your best bet. The second thing to cut down on is alcohol. So alcohol consumption is, uh, I understand also that it's very addictive and that people like it and need it, but a lot of us are just casual drinkers. And the thing about drinking casually, uh, you know, I know that resveratrol is very helpful for the the body and those studies in Europe were done on very low alcohol uh, wines. And they noticed that the red wine uh, helped people with their, with their hearts. But that was one glass a day, not several. And I also know that there are clubs and people like to go wine drinking and they like to go to various vineyards and they'll, they even have tours all through Europe and California to visit all these wine places. I personally have never developed a taste for it. And so I don't understand it, but I can appreciate how much they like it because I'm a chocolate connoisseur, you know, I like my chocolate. <laughs> so I get it. Chocolate's hard to give up once you once you start enjoying it. Like I can I can eat its co cocoa nibs straight out of the bag and just munch on them. I just like that that bitter flavor a lot. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> Fortunately, cocoa is healthy. It's got a lot of antioxidants. It's one of the highest on the ORAC scale, which is the antioxidant scale. 
So um, coming back to alcohol, the large scale consumption, what happens in the body, the way it compromises your immune system is that the liver, so the liver, it does not have a nutritive um, function in the body. It's metabolized kind of like a carbohydrate, but it's an alcohol. And what happened is that what happens is the liver tries to shuttle it out of the body. So the liver is working really hard to do it. That's why um, people that are heavy drinkers develop cirrhosis of the liver. It's a hardening of the liver. It's like the liver is being cooked from the inside out. So maybe you don't like that image and will cut down. <laughs> but the liver is your major detoxing organ, organ in your body. It helps clean up your body in at least 17 ways. It also helps supply energy to your cells via a carnitine system, you know, L-carnitine, it, it provides the L-carnitine, which then pumps energy into all your cells. It stores your glycogen, which is a sugar that helps provide um, the energy to your cells for metabolism. So um, it's really, uh, it's a really important organ to not uh, compromise. You can live with one third of a liver because it grows back. It's like the only organ in the body that grows back that rapidly. Um, you can get a liver transplant and you just get a little piece of somebody else's liver and they both grow, right? So it's uh, really miraculous and lots of, a lot of medical and scientists study the liver because of that ability to regenerate and they're trying to get other cells to regenerate. Like what is it in the liver DNA that makes the livers, the liver grow? So the liver, so the brain was the number one uh, organ that I work on. The second is the liver because the liver is very often compromised in today's very toxic society. So that's the second place I look at. And um, the other thing that happens with alcohol consumption is that it compromises your brain, right? So what happens is that it starts um, breaking down the neural connections in your brain and you, you stop being able to function. I have worked with um, clients who've had dementia and they were drinking like a bottle of vodka a day, and they had gotten down to two beers a day, but had suffered dementia for a long time, and helping them come back while still consuming that much alcohol was difficult, but it, it was manageable, right? So the thing that happens when the brain gets compromised, I mentioned before, the thing that happens is that a lot of other things start shutting down in the body. It's like people with dementia or Alzheimer's, um, it's, you know, I've talked to hospice people and I've talked with, you know, as my mother was, was dying and going through this process, um, as she was going through that particular dementia process, they just said that it is not curable. It's fatal. And it, you can last one, she lasted under a year with it, and you can last one, two, up to eight years with dementia and it is not pretty. Like I know that if she knew what she was doing, you know, how she, how she was functioning at that point, she would have just probably, um, you know, taken a gun to her head because that was her worst nightmare. And um, I just said, at least when you're in that state, you don't know it, 
and it allows all the rest of us to say goodbye to her. And um, so she would pop through every once in a while. Her personality would pop through, but a lot of times we were just basically taking care of her, right? And that's really difficult on the family. And, uh, you know, personally, I don't want to be in that place. Personally, I just want to one day when I'm too old to do anything anymore is just go to sleep and not wake up, right? Not, not, not have to put my family through that. So the last thing I'm going to talk about today is your sugar consumption. So sugar consumption is rampant. In the U.S., the average per capita sugar consumption is a, over a quarter a pound a day per person. Over a quarter pound a day. That's huge. And I've also, you know, I, I don't take in, you know, my sugar consumption is very tiny. You don't have to bring it to zero. You just have to bring it down enough so it stops compromising your immune system. So I'll talk about the amounts in just a second. So the way it compromised your, compromises your immune systems is that it affects the way your white blood cells attack bacteria. In other words, there's a disconnect in what the white blood cell recognizes and it doesn't take care of the bacteria, so it compromises your immune system. The amount of sugar that you can consume is like the equivalent of two 12 ounce, these are the small cans, 12 ounce cans of soda, which have about 80 grams of sugar, right? So these two small um, containers. But there's also lattes and chai and kombucha with sugar and other drinks, even fruit juice, because it doesn't have uh, the fiber to stop it from going into your system quickly. When you take in about 80 grams, like I mentioned, your immune system is fully suppressed for six hours. There have been a number of studies that have been done on that. You can look it up on the internet and find all, all about that. And the other thing that happens, of course, is that the sugar takes up the space in your diet. So two cans of soda, I don't know, what is that, about 200, 250 calories? Well, I'm a small person. If I eat 1,400 calories a day, that's just about where I maintain my weight. And that's after moving seven miles and lifting weights three times a week. That's per day, moving at least seven miles. So... So you can imagine that uh, if I were to take in 200 to 250 calories of sugar, that I would displace um, fruits, vegetables, nuts, you know, greens, all, all of the, the healthy foods, um, eggs, egg whites, protein, you know, whatever it is I take in, even a steak. Like a good four ounce steak, which is only about that big, right? A good four ounce steak is 200 calories. I'd rather eat the steak personally because I'm not hungry for several hours afterwards. And yes, I'm a carnivore. I do eat steaks. I am not a vegan or a vegetarian, <laughs> but I don't eat a whole lot of it. You know, it's just like one four ounce every, every week or so. And um, so you're going, okay, so avoid sugar. I'm going to talk about non-nutritive sweeteners like um, aspartame and saccharin and all that. 
and how bad those are for you next week. That's part of the program, you know, part of talking about your immune system. They compromise your immune system and it's like putting a napalm bomb in your gut, right? They compromise your immune system in ways you can't even imagine. So uh, there are natural, if you want something sweet, there are natural ways to sweeten such as uh, organic stevia or even xylitol. Those don't bother your gut. So um, anyhow, so, and the other problem is that too much sugar in your bloodstream creates an inflammation, right? So uh, people that get dextrose solutions um, in the hospital, to feed them, like if they have to be on an IV for a long time, if they get these dextrose solutions, it starts burning up the inside of their veins and your liver will, it creates an inflammation and your liver will send out the, the bad cholesterol to, um, to protect you from the inflammation. And if you persist with the sugar consumption, if you persist on raising the blood sugar level in your body, like if you have diabetes, for example, then the you never get the good cholesterol sweeping it away because your bad cholesterol is constantly being there. That's what inflammation does. It puts your body on high alert. So overall, a little sugar is not a problem and keeping it down to a few grams a day. It's better if you eat your sugar as fruit because it's as whole fruit rather than fruit juice and, um, and having fiber with it. Like if you have it in a meal, even, even very fatty ice cream is healthier than eating a sugar drink because a sugar drink goes right into your body, starts pumping uh, insulin into your body and all hell breaks loose. Okay. So, to summarize, today is cutting down on smoking, cutting down on alcohol consumption, and cutting down on sugar consumption will help your body detox and strengthen your immune system, and it strengthens it really fast. It doesn't take very long for this to happen, right? Because sugar consumption in six hours, it's over, right? And alcohol consumption, as soon as you stop, your body starts to rebuild. Remember, the liver will... Um, rebuild starting from one-third of healthy liver tissue. It will rebuild itself very quickly. Okay, so tomorrow I'm going to talk about environmental uh, toxins that you might not be aware of. Like what is uh, what are environmental toxins and what shouldn't you have in your environment and uh, what you shouldn't put on your skin in order to help keep your immune system strong. So remember, this is not, I'm not selling you any product. I'm not, you know, I'm only recommending things to do to help improve your health and help keep you here on planet Earth healthy and happy. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I hope you've gotten something out of it. This, this is not about energy healing. This is about you know, because I am not just a healer of energy. I'm a holistic healer. I don't believe that there's any one system that works. Energy is just one of those things. Like I said yesterday, drinking water, putting a good thought on the water, taking a nice, so let's put all, pull all our shoulders back. I'm seeing I'm showing something I shouldn't be here. And put all our shoulders back and take a nice deep breath, put a smile on your face and say, I'm so grateful to be here and go drink some water.
Is sugar the only thing that causes inflammation? No, there are a lot of things and I will mention them every day. Everything that causes inflammation, I will mention every day. I can have something as innocuous as quinoa and cause it causes inflammation. So it depends on the individual body and I will give you the symptoms of inflammation so you know what to look for. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to this. I hope it was helpful. And when you're ready to have a conversation with me, I've reserved time on my calendar. Please go to scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. If you get something out of this video, please give it a thumbs up or a five-star rating, share it with your friends, and please subscribe to my channel. I will see you next time in the next video.